Okay, guys, here we are. We're right up to the end here. On the last podcast, I had completed. I'm telling you guys every trip uh, that I had prior to starting the podcast itself. So um, all those are now, I've gone through all of them, or at least all the ones I could remember specifically. Um, And now I've had two trips since starting the podcast. And um, (laughs) just like everything, just like the whole you know, the whole series is gone. It's like, these these are the most extreme. They've just continuously got more and more extreme, and these ones are no exception. <laughs> um, before uh, before I get into the next, the next trip here, I, I wanted to take a step back, and I wanted to look at the archetypes, or I wanted to look at the whole thing as an archetypical journey again. I wanted to kind of... Because I've been, what I've been doing is I've been talking to a lot of people on the, on the, um, the forums on Discord, and um, some people I'm 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 starting to recognize where they are at in their journey, and some of them are not very far along. But you can, you can clearly see these lines, these like bridges that they've crossed to get from one point to the next point, you know. And um, it mirrors, it kind of mirrors the hero's journey. All the hero's journey is a little bit different. But, and it, it's kind of like this is a different journey. And I, I would like to actually map it out. And I'd actually like to, like, write it down in detail. Um, so, and I'm, I want to relate this to our, to my trips as well. Um, because, I th- obviously, I think that's what this whole podcast has shown is that there's some sort of progression of of the journey there's like certain steps you have to go through in order to get from one spot to the next you know it's like a it's like going up a set of stairs you know the first step is this the second step is that third step is that so on and so forth so okay so to start off right on the hero's journey the first thing is the is the that you go on like once you decide you're going to go on the journey is that you get supernatural aid that's really easy to explain that's the mushrooms <laughs> that's the psychedelics that's dmt or acid or whatever you want to do. so so right there that's the first step first step is supernatural aid then there's a threshold guardian okay now on mushrooms i would say that the threshold guardian is you having fun with the mushrooms at first it's, it's when you first take the mushrooms, you know, those first few trips, they're just kind of fun, you know what I mean? They're, the mushrooms are really, really easy on beginners, you know, and you're, you're basically just going to have a good time, and um, they're just going to show you some cool things. So it's like this threshold guardian, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, here's, here's what you could get into if you keep going, you know what I mean? That's what the mushrooms are saying. It's like, hey, look, I... I've got some neat stuff to show you, you know. I think that mirrors my experience, you know, as well. As I took my first uh, mushrooms, and the first few trips were really kind of just fun, you know, and interesting. And then it's like, okay, so then the next part of the hero's journey is the threshold, right? So it's actually you crossing the threshold. And that that comes in your journey on, on the mushrooms is when you actually have your first like death you know when you actually do your first 
hey, I died, you know, I got stuck in eternity or whatever it is, whatever, you know, ends up happening to you when you die. But the point is, is you take that, you go, you cross that threshold where you experience death, you know. And so, uh, so once you've done that, you know, then you're on to the next step. And the next step is just called challenges. And when you go through the challenges, you come across a helper, a mentor, uh, and then you come across some temptation as well. So the challenging part um, is where you start to face like the abyss, you know, and so, and see, this is where the hero's journey kind of gets off a little bit because their next part then after that is after you go through the temptation is you do go into the abyss, you go through a death and a rebirth. And then you're transformed, which is the next step after that. And then after that, you have atonement, and then you return. So if you think about Lord of the Rings journey, you know, that's what they do. They go through the journey, and they come back home, and, uh, you know, they make other people's lives better by returning home. So anyways, for us on the mushrooms, though, what happens is, is once you get to the abyss, and once you go through that first set of hellish trips... You know, this is, I'm going to say this is like the third step probably in the mushroom journey is, is you go through the abyss, you go through your hellish trips where it's a lot of times is what the mushrooms are doing is they're working on you, on your own inadequacies, your own problems, sins, your own um, things that are tying you down to this world, right? And not letting you go fully into the next world. You know, so then once you've conquered the abyss, your next step is you have you have your spiritual kind of little bit like awakening of figuring out, okay, well, this is really, you know, a spiritual thing that I'm going through. You know what I mean? Uh, you're you're now like up in the tree, the tree of life, or you know, that's what the shamans would call it. You're up there, and so then. Um, See, then for me, you know, the next part that I had to go over was I had to go through the loops and I had to figure out what those all meant and everything like that, um, which were easy for me to get over. But I had to contemplate that, that idea of heaven and hell. This is different than the abyss. You know, the abyss is, the abyss is, is an interesting part, but it's not, the, it's not the most challenging part. It gets even more challenging as you keep going on. You know, you'll have, you'll have a brief reprieve between the abyss and getting to the next heaven and hell part contemplating what heaven and hell is so there's that's a step in between and then you get to the heaven and hell part the heaven and hell part is where you're having to realize what makes something heaven what makes something hell you know so you've already you are you know you should already have an idea of what hell could be but what makes it you know that's what you realize that's your next challenge that you have to get over and once you get over that then you go to another point. You go to another point that's um, that's like a divine connection, where all of a sudden now you're starting to get like real serious divine connections, talking to God, that kind of stuff. But then, then you're going to have another challenging point, and the next challenging point is going to be the fact that you have to deal with the fact that this is a gift, right? that God doesn't always talk to you, you know. He, he only talks to you if he wants to talk to you and if you are going to listen to what he has to say, you know what I mean? If you're not going to take it seriously, you know, then, then God's not going to show up. And that's what I had to deal with. That was my 
disappointing trip, you know? It's like all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm sufficiently high on mushrooms. God doesn't show up. Whose fault is that? Well, it's my fault. (laughs) You know, it was me for not taking it seriously. Me for just expecting him to be there automatically without, you know, or, or, you know, answer my questions, you know, regardless of whether or not he he wanted to. (laughs) So it was it's kind of a selfish thing, I guess, or something like that. Um, but then once you get past that, and once you can figure out that point, then you can constantly have even more extreme visions of, you know, the divinity and stuff like that, of, you know, golden cities, you know, cities of light, um, cities of pure thought. You know, that's a, one of the trips I... Um, saw online recently on YouTube was someone went to basically the future city, a city that would be considered heaven, and 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 he ex- described it as basically the people there had the ability to just create infinitely and create um, in a way that it would that it never got boring. So there was an infinite amount of novelty. Is what is like the words he used, this infinite amount of novelty. So it was never ever boring. It was just always good and exciting and wonderful. And so, anyways, it, it's another description of heaven, you know. So that's that's that next point you get up to. Um so anyways, and that's about where we're at. And I think one of the problems where I'm starting to see another problem coming up soon and I kind of touched on it a little bit on that last podcast is I think the next challenging part here is there's going to be this like God delusion God complex thing that's going to pop up you know because we have these people on YouTube that I've been watching where well that's what they end up having they end up having a God complex they end up having this thing believing that they're so special and they're just like divine conduits you know and and they're going to be able to do like they literally like some of them are believing that they're going to be able to do like uh, mystical magical powers you know and control the world and everything like that and I'm not saying powers in and of themselves wouldn't be possible one day but not probably in the manner and in which they're wanting them to be for their own personal gain or their own you know, to increase their following or something like that, you know, that wouldn't be correct and that would be a wrong way about going about getting anything like that. So it's, um, anyways, it's just, uh, I think that might be a challenge. Um, I don't think I'll have a problem with it myself. I've already told you guys, if I ever, if I ever try to say something like, I'm God, please just instantly, instantly, unfollow me and don't ever listen to me again (laughs) Uh, yeah so anyways I'm excited to continue to see where where the shrooms take me Um, let's get into this uh, second to last trip of mine um, real quick Uh, let's see where are we at here Let's take a quick break, and then I'll, uh, when you come, when we come back, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, start right away on that uh, the next trip. All right, so the next trip. Now, 
you guys have been paying attention this whole podcast, I've mentioned several times that there were trips in between the trips that I was describing that I didn't remember. Um, me and the girl have actually tripped a lot more times than we, than we remembered at first. And this is important. This is going into the next trip. So this, is a, this was a time where um, she decided to take the mushrooms with me, and I only gave her 2.5 grams again. She actually asked for three, which was kind of funny. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to give you three. <laughs> Last time I gave you three, you, uh, you kind of ascended into heaven and uh, <laughs> talked to some angels. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to give you 2.5 this time. So I gave her 2.5, and I only had five grams. And um, I think I only had one THC gummy. So, um, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty normal one for me. Um, so what happened was we took them and since we've taken the shrooms so many times, it's really easy to cross that threshold, that barrier, that first part, the, once you get those jitters, those, the, they call it the come up anxiety. Once you get the come up anxiety, if you can get past it really, really fast, you can get to the next spot like super, super quick. And so me and her are pretty good at doing that now. Like the, like I said, the the first time we had our death, it wasn't, we didn't have our death until the end of the trip. And then the next time we had our death, we had our death kind of somewhere in the middle of the trip. Well, now we have our death instantly. You know, as soon as that anxiety's done, me and her conk out for just a brief second. You know, you just close your eyes, lean your head down, you're listening to the music, and boom, you're up in the spirit realm. So that's how fast it can get to if you've, if you've you know, if you've done this enough and you're taking it seriously and you're doing the right things and you're, you're following the path right in the right direction, you'll get to a point where you can instantly get through that first barrier. And so anyway, so me and her, um, we awoke, we had, we were listening to the music, we awoke, and all of a sudden, me and her both, at the same time, could remember all of the trips that were in between that I haven't been talking about. All these trips that we had had before, where me and her both went to the spirit realm together, and I, and we could remember exactly like we didn't remember exactly what we talked about, but we remember exactly the things that happened and how we did it and where we were at. We knew exactly where we were at. And it was it was funny, the girl, and she said this of her own volition, um, like separate to me. I like I sit there, I I described it, I said we're back in the rocket ship, we're flying through space, this my computer is the you know, the console for the rocket ship and it and we changed the music and based on uh you know where we want to go and so that's how i describe it she on her own said it's a tree house yes yes she got it she got it exactly right it was a tree house it's a tree house in the tree of life that's exactly what it is that's what the trip room is that's what we're doing we're climbing up the tree of life into our little tree house and so, and then from there, we can explore out. And I explained that to her. I explained how we can explore out from there. So some really cool and interesting things happen on this trip. Well, first of all, after we remember that we were back in the spirit realm 
um, and the way and manner in which we were. I like to say that I become my true self. That's what I like to call it. That's the words I like to use, the true self. You could just say you're in your soul, you know, you're just your soul separated from your body. You could say you're your spirit, your ghost, whatever you want to call it. You know, I like to call it the true self because that's how I think of it. And so anyway, so I'm my true self. And it's funny because my true self is kind of like a... (laughs) uh, He kind of seems like an old, um, I guess, professor or something like that. (laughs) Is kind of what he is. He's like an old professor. It kind of seems like sometimes. I ended up shouting, you know, once I remembered everything. I ended up like, I was like walking down the hallway or something like that. And I'm like, I said, we're back. That's what I said. I said that out loud. I said, we're back. And it's because... I was back, my true self was back, you know? And and even though I um, had forgotten uh, all these trips in between, my true self had remembered all of them, you know? So that's why I said I was back. So it was really profound at the time. It was incredibly profound. Anyways, so I sit there and I, I, was, I was happy. I was over, over, overwhelmed with joy and everything. So, um, like I said, I walked down the hallway. I think I went to lift the dogs out or went, I went to go pee or something like that. We came back in, sat in the trip room. And so I sat down on the couch and the girl sat down on the chair, my, um, my desk, you know, my computer chair. Um, and I'm just kind of relaxing for a second, you know. And I look at her. This is really huge. This is huge. I looked at her. And there was, well, there was was two things I saw. One thing is I saw a yellow thread coming through the room, right? There was this yellow thread that was kind of shooting from one end of the room to the other. She had somehow, like, inadvertently touched it or something like that. I'm not really sure how to describe it because I don't think she physically touched it. I think just kind of, like, it recognized her that she was there or something like that. Somehow she had touched it. And so her her head and her face began to kind of glow. And I looked at her and I could feel the presence of something else in the room. Okay, this is one of those things that you can do, you know, on the on the mushrooms is you you can feel the presence of other things in the room and everything. I've already described this to you guys on my other podcast but anyways so I could feel something else in the room and I was like huh and her eyes and her eyes were kind of like wide open and her head is just kind of glowing and and it's all kind of getting fuzzy around her face and everything and I sit there and I said oh no 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 and I kind of looked away from her and I didn't quite tell her what was going on, probably because I didn't fully know what was going on either. But, I mean, once it was done, I, it was obvious what had happened. But anyways, so she kind of, she, she comes closer to me, and I try looking at her again, and same thing. Now her face is even brighter, you know, and I'm starting to see shape, a shape taking form over her face. 
And so I tried looking away again, but this time what she does is she'd come over to me, like I said, she put her hand on my chest and kind of forced me to look at her, right? And so she's not speaking, by the way. The girlfriend's not speaking at this point in time. She has her hand on me, though, and you can clearly, clearly see. You just have to focus. All I had to do was focus my eyes a little bit, and, and everything became even more and more clear. There was literally a face in front of her face. It was like something was over her. There was an, uh, an extra dimensional being that's over her body, over her face. Now, this was the coolest part about it is I actually had time to kind of like sit there and look at it for a while because nothing was going on. It was She just had her hand on my on my shoulder and I'm... I, you know, part of me wanted to just fight her off immediately, but then I, I wanted to see a little bit more about what it was. And so I took just a brief second in my head to say, okay, I can look at this thing for probably two seconds. You know what I mean? So it, it was longer than that. I looked at it for a lot longer than two seconds, obviously. But anyways, the point is, is I started looking at, at the face. I was trying to determine what it was and I was looking at. So half of the face, the, um, let's see, was it the right side or left side? I guess she's looking this way. It'd be the right side. So the right side of her face is an old woman. And the, and the well, it's just a really, really old woman. And it's like wrinkly and it's gray. And it's, um, and there's like a circlet of um, branches around her head. Like, kind of like dead, like dead, dead branches you know, dead twine or something like that. And it's curled up in her hair and everything like that. And the crazy thing is, is my girlfriend's hair literally started to stand up. Like, and she, you know, she's got a full head of hair, you know, obviously long down past her shoulders and it was starting to stand up. <laughs> it was starting to just raise up. And anyways, so I could see the circlet. Now the other side of the face, so one side of the face is old, and no makeup and gray. And the other side of the face is this beautiful, beautiful, young, young woman. And it's weird because the old woman, as she got older, the younger woman got younger on the other side. And so on the young side, she had lipstick on, she had blush on, very bright and, and colorful. Like her face looked really fresh and young and just uh, smooth. And her hair was straightened and it was combed down and there were flowers and like leaves in her hair. And they were like pink flowers. They were like those Japanese like apple blossoms or something like that. And I was looking, I was looking really hard at this, at this face and it was definitely Asian. That was one thing I noticed. I sit there, I was looking at the eyes and the like the shape of the almond eyes and everything. I'm like amazing. And I was saying this out loud too. This was the interesting thing. I don't know if the girlfriend was really paying attention, um, but I was saying it out loud. And so I'm explaining everything about this creature as I'm seeing it. And so um, so at that point in time, I pushed the girlfriend off. <laughs> Actually, I tell her, no, 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 no. <laughs> I push her off. And then I get up, I walk to the other side of the room and I sit down in my chair. And when I turn around, the girlfriend is, she's fine. The entity's gone and she's sitting on the couch. And I'm like, okay, good, awesome. And I sit there um, and I explain to the girlfriend how we have to be careful up here 
you can't allow something like that to take control of you. And so I was, I, I, you know, I kind of, I didn't chastise her or anything, but I, I did give her kind of like a strict warning, like, hey, be careful, we got, can't fuck around up here, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of how I put it. I was just like, you know, you got to take this shit seriously and with respect and, you know, you got to be careful because we don't want to bring back nothing with us, you know, to the real world that's uh, not going to be good for us. And so um, we we actually talked about the entity that I had seen. Oh, and the interesting thing is when I pushed or at one point in time, I don't know. I don't know exactly what point in time it happened. But while that was going on, the girlfriend says that she saw me as an old Japanese man, which was interesting. So, um, so anyways, um, so we, we talked about it. Oh, what ended up happening is I ended up looking on my computer. Like I said, I went and I sat down on my computer chair. I looked on there and on the computer, I was playing like an Asian, um, like an Asian, uh, I don't know, just playlist. It was like this, uh, you know, instrumental Asian music. And so I think, uh, I guess the explanation would be is something along the music had kind of had pulled that thread into the room and uh, that entity came along the thread. And like I said, my girlfriend just accidentally bumped it. And uh, so anyways, um, I sit there and I said, I think my first thought was that the, that the, it was, the entity was a like ancient family guardian spirit or something like that of like of like an asian family or something like that so that's one thing it could have been could have just been like a demon of nature or something like that um i don't think it was a i don't necessarily know if it was a bad entity um it didn't seem to be a (laughs) a benevolent entity that's for sure uh worse i was sitting there and I kind of contemplated the fact that it was probably a neutral entity of some kind, which is an interesting thing. I still haven't figured that out myself because the Bible would say that there's only good or bad entities. There's no in-between. There's no neutral entities, but I'm not really sure about that. My experiences have kind of been that there's neutral entities, but I'm not really for sure. It could just be, you know, just bad entities that don't care or something like that. I don't know. Anyways... So, throughout the rest of the trip, we actually encountered several more entities. We, I think we encountered at least six. And what I would do is I would explain to her, the girlfriend, I'd be like, okay, well, look, here comes one passing by right now, you know. I could, uh, at one point in time, I felt one just outside of the walls, kind of off to the left side of my room. I could feel it passing by, and I'm like, okay, there's one. You know, another point in time, there was one that was kind of like a dog. It was kind of like, you know, I didn't see it. I could just feel it, though. It kind of like felt like it was on four legs and it was kind of like dogish like and it came up and the girl was sitting in the corner of the room and they kind of came up and like licked her and <laughs> something like that. You know, once again, we didn't see any of this, but the, we certainly felt it and the girl felt it too. And she's all, what the heck, what was that? You know? Um, so the most interesting thing is the last entity that came. So the last entity that came was, well, anyway, let's see. 
we were sitting back. I was sitting back down on the couch, and she was sitting in the chair again. So we had switched spots again. And I could feel it coming from a long ways off. And I sit there, and I said to her, I said, can you feel that? Can you feel it coming? Can, can you feel that? And as I said that, it kept welling up. It kept coming closer, and it was bigger and bigger. And, I mean, it must have been miles off at first because by the time it got to us, this entity was so big, it stepped inside of my room. And when it did, I was literally, like, pushed up against my wall. I was sitting on my on my couch, I said, and I was like pushed up against the back of it and I was pushed up against the wall. Like my head was like having to turn sideways. Like that's how big this entity was. And um, the girl could feel him too and everything like that. We both felt him at the same time. This is another thing that leads me to believe these, in- these things are real is the fact that both of us could feel the exact same thing at the exact same time. Um, so anyways... This big old entity entered the room, and as it stepped away, I could, like, I ended up saying, like, it was, like, God himself or something like that, I said. And I don't think it was. I think it was an angel, a really high angel sent by God is what I think it was. So I think that's why I got the feeling of God. But anyways, um, so as it stepped away, I looked up, and I could actually see it this time. This was another visual where I could fully on see it, just its pinky toe was the only thing that entered the room. That's how big it was. I saw it step off, and as it stepped off, it it turned like it had come from the, it come from the, I guess the east. It come from the east, and it stepped into the room, and then it lifted off and started walking north. Is what it did, and so as it was, as I saw it lift its foot up. I noticed that it was just the pinky toe was the only thing that was inside the room. <laughs> and, um, and I could see its whole back. And it basically, it looked like a giant nebula of stars. Like it's like the whole body. And it had a, it had a somewhat human shape. I mean, it was a little more rounded, I guess, a little less refined than a human shape. But it, it basically had a back and arms and legs and a head. And so anyways, as it steps off, I can see its back and it's just, it's the whole thing is like the see-through um, stars and nebulas. And I ended up calling it Orion. I was like, that's Orion, you know? And so, and I just watched it walk away. <laughs> it was a big old star angel entity or something like that walked away. And like I said, I called it Orion, so. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was an interesting one. I think that was the la- that was the last entity we encountered in that trip, and um, from there it just uh, you know, oh, we kept one of the things that was cool about it is we kept memory of all those old trips where we had done the same thing before, where we had um, been our true selves and in the tree, and um, you know were um, were our true selves. So, it was interesting. So, she ended up saying, the girl ended up saying something like, oh my God, we're, we're like home. And she also said something along the lines of like, how long have you been waiting for me to get here to this point? And I said, no, 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 you've been here before. 
we both forgot that we had been here before because I had forgot we had been here before as well at the exact same place on the tree, you know. Um, so, uh, so that was really, really cool. And so since then, now we've been able to remember those old ones, the fact that we had done them so many times. And I even said that to her. I said, we've done this, you know, probably five or six times now. And she's, you know, she agreed and she had remembered them. And, you know, and so, yeah, it was really interesting. It's amazing. You don't have to take it. Once again, this is my little disclaimer. If you want to be a little more scientific about all this stuff, you don't have to take this stuff literally, you know. You could take it all as metaphor. You could take it all as, you know, me being delusional, me being high on mushrooms, you know what I mean? It's like, they seem real to us, you know. They seem real to me and and the girlfriend. Um, How real they are, I don't know, you know. Um, Maybe there's a lot more that we need to understand about the human brain, you know. Or maybe, uh, maybe my metaphysics is closer to being correct than you know this is what the ancient people would say this is what the shamans would say the shamans down in you know south africa they would say yeah you know you sit there that's what you're doing you're climbing up the tree of life your your soul is leaving your body you know you're dying your soul leaves your body you climb up the tree of life you have encounters with the divine and then um you know when the trip's over you climb back into your body and and there you go um so you know, it just depends on what you believe, I guess, and depends on how you want to rationalize or justify it all or how you want to interpret it all and everything. Um, yeah, you guys don't have to take everything I say as, um, as like, factual. I hope I don't, I don't, I don't know if I mean to, if I mean to present them as factual. I, I, I like to present them as I believe, as how I actually believe they are. That's the thing. So I'm presenting what I believe that these things are. And if somebody's, like I said, I've said this throughout the whole podcast, if somebody's got a better explanation, you know, if someone can actually, like, quantify this stuff, I am so down to hear, you know, what you got to say. Jordan Peterson was the one who said something like, it doesn't make sense that on the psychedelics that people see the same things have the same interactions and understand the same symbology and see the same sim- symbols and so that doesn't make sense why in the world is it that, that so many people say they climb the tree of life why is it that so many people say that they talk to the dmt lady why is it so many people say that they see the golden machine elves or whatever why is it so many people see the praying mantis people so many people see the lizard people you know, why is it that these people are all seeing the same stuff? And they see it regardless of their, you know, religion, their heritage, their race, their background, their country that they come from. For some reason, we all see similar things, you know, and they're so similar that it doesn't quite make sense. It's like, you know, if realistically, if psych- psychedelics are throwing random patterns into your head and everything like that, um, why is it that we aren't seeing just completely different things? It's like nobody should see the same thing. That's really what what it should come down to, you know? It's like, I don't know. Really interesting stuff. Yeah, that was a crazy good trip. 
That was a crazy good trip. Let me see. Do I got enough time to go over the next trip? I don't think I got enough time to go over the next trip. The next tri trip is so big. So we'll, we'll just say this is like the finale part one, and the next one will be the finale part two. The next one, I literally wrote the whole thing down. The girl was with me, and she was sober on the next trip. And I basically, I spoke almost the entire time. Well, <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's something to be debated, too, is because she says I was quiet for a long time, but there's a lot of times where I was thinking. I, I thought I was talking to her, but I, apparently I wasn't. But anyways, um, but I wrote down the entire thing afterwards, like the next day, first thing in the morning, um, to get the whole trip out. And it's a long, long, long trip. It was the longest trip I've had. So, anyways... I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, I'd actually, I don't have any mushrooms right now at all. And so I'm not going to be tripping this next weekend. Um, I am in the process of getting more. And this time I'm going to go with the Amazons. I'm going to go back to the Golden Teachers. Because I think after having done this podcast now, I realized I really, really like the Golden Teachers. So we're going to go back to the Golden Teachers. I'm going to go with the Amazons. And the other one I'm going to go with is the India the Malabar coasts. So I'm going to go with those because those are definitely my favorite with their visual aspects. So I'm really looking forward to that. Got them on the way, but it'll be a while before I'll be tripping again. Probably a good, well, let's see. I guess it'll be at least two more weeks before I can trip again. And so... We'll see what happens from there. I'm curious to see as the as the as the ladder keeps going up, as we keep going up the ladder, you know. And like I said, one of the things I want to do is I want to I want to map out this archetypical journey. And I'm start like I said, oh man, like I at the beginning here, I said I'm I'm talking to people and I'm seeing where they're at on their journey because they'll say the same stuff. They'll say a lot of people will say that beginning part, like oh, I heard about the mushrooms. I took them at first they were just kind of fun you know we had them for fun and everything like that then all of a sudden I realized there was like I was starting to get little inclinations of divinity I was starting to feel something divine you know but they didn't they didn't have like a breakthrough or anything like that they just felt things that felt like it was divine you know seeing a hand come through the wall or something like that or feeling a presence into the room right but they don't really understand it yet and so then I had a, one of the guys I was talking to, he had his first bad trip where it was abyssal, it was hellish, he was concentrating on his own problems and everything like that. And one of the things he was asking me is like, how do I get past this now? How do I get past the bad trips? And I sit there and I had to explain to him how you got to let go, you got to realize some sort of spiritual awakening type thing in order to get to the next step. So I'm trying to, that's one of the big things I'm trying to do on the Discord right now is I'm trying to get people kind of caught up to me where I'm at you know because I don't know where I'm at I don't know where to go from here you know it's really easy to look back and see the steps it's really hard to look forward and try to figure out what's coming up next um, so that's really really interesting because um, you know where you've been you don't know where you're going <laughs> so that's one of the things I'm working on here that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out where we are going with this so I'm going to map those out and, um, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll figure out what the next trip is. I'll tell you guys what the next trip, the next trip was, 
wild. Oh my god, it was wild. Like, if you guys thought this one was crazy, I say this every time, you know, every podcast. If you guys thought this last triplet report was crazy, like, just wait till you get to the next one. (laughs) It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And it becomes more and more vivid each time, and you remember it better and better each time, too. That's the thing. And it's not a time thing. It's not the fact that, you know, because it's closer, you know what I mean? Because I had it last time. No, some of those old trips, you would forget them as soon as they were over. It's like a dream. You wake up from a dream and they're just gone. You know what I mean? And it's, um, so that's how a lot of the old trips were. And it was hard as I was making this podcast. It was hard to remember exactly everything that happened on them. And obviously you guys no, you know, some of those trip reports are really pretty short. I guarantee a lot of stuff happened in those trips that I couldn't remember, you know. And it's like, you know, some things some things I did remember, the important parts hopefully. And um so pushing further out and just keep going and trying to figure it all out. I remember one I oh, here's this is a good opportunity I guess for me to tell you about a couple of things that I didn't describe in the trips throughout the podcast so far but that I have seen so I haven't told you guys about I saw an Aztec uh, priest once in my mirror (laughs) that was cool it was one of the coolest things I saw it happened really early on but um, I had got up to go pee you know how I go pee during my trips halfway through you know I get up go pee well, I went into the bathroom, I went pee, when I went to wash my hands, I looked in the mirror and I saw myself, and over the top of me, there was, not me, but a an Aztec priest, and he had on a massive blue feather headdress, and he had on all sorts of like gold jewelry on his, on his, um, on his neck, and he had on like maybe some jade jewelry too, and um, just dressed all the way up, just full on Aztec priest. And uh, that was that was a cool one. I saw him. It was very very vivid. That was a good one. Um, there was another time I had closed my eyes and I had seen um, basically a Mayan or an Aztec temple. Now this is a this is an interesting one to go over. I contemplate this one a lot. I saw the temple, but the temple looked very, very idealized. It doesn't look like any temple you'd see today or anything like that. So this uh, temple had hieroglyphs on the walls and stuff like that and like pillars. And the way it was designed, this temple, it's almost like the temples that we have that the Aztecs and the Mayans built were copies of that thing I had seen. It's like that thing was the real thing. And what they had done is they had also seen that, and then they had tried to copy it, and that's what they tried to build, you know? Something like that is what it looked like. It was um, just very clean and crisp and just so well done. Yeah, that was a great one. Oh, what's uh, what's some of the other things I've seen? Um, Huh. A lot of Alice in Wonderland type stuff. Lots of furniture growing and shrinking. That's pretty huge. I guess I, I went over that a little bit earlier on in the podcast. But um, there's a lot of times my room will bend and like warp. And I have a corner. There's a corner in my bedroom that if you look at it, 
um, on the mushrooms, it'll it'll disappear, basically. It'll look like it's not there. Even though I have a shelf that's in that corner, I have a shelf that's, you know, 90 degree, 90 degree shelf right in the corner of the damn corner, but the corner itself will somehow still disappear when I'm staring at it on mushrooms. It's really wild. That's a, that's a huge one. You know, I, I told you guys about the fishbowl effect I got on the on the Malabars, that was cool. Being able to see things behind you, kind of. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but on the on the next one, I'll, I'll give you guys a little little peek here. I actually saw hieroglyphics on my walls, like out in the open. Like my eyes were open, I was tripping, and I could actually see writing on my wall. So that's an interesting thing that's happened. I've seen like, uh, since I've got a lot of like wood in my my house, a lot of the times the wood will start moving because it's got the um, it's got the rings in it and everything like that. The the wood grain, the wood grain will start dancing, moving around, things like that. Um, whenever I look at my dogs, my dogs always stay the same. Like they never like transform into anything weird, but they're um, their fur coats will start like really, really shimmering and shining, and um, they'll become very, very pretty, very, very, very pretty to look at. My, um, uh, I tell you, I've told you guys about the tiger blanket. Sometimes I'll be having the tiger blanket on me. It'll grow and shrink on me. That's the, that's crazy, weird, and cool. Like, I'll stand up, and for some reason, it'll be, like, flowing across the entire room, and it'll, be, it'll become heavier or lighter, or it'll, you know, um, it'll just it'll just start transforming and become all sorts of things. Um, the, oh, I've got these, uh, I've got, here's something cool I've got. I've, I've, so I've got these, like, Spaceman psychedelic paintings, and, um... One of them is like this really colorful picture of like the astronaut has like walked the spaceman is like he's come through a portal and the portal is like a bunch of colors and everything like that and then on the planet he stepped out onto a planet and it's all colorful and neon colors and everything like that and there are stars streaking across the sky. Well, on the mushrooms I've stared at that painting for a little bit and it will start to move. Like, I mean, it will really start to move. Like, it'll look like the whole scene is alive and working and everything like that. Um, let's see. I've also got these curtains with some geometrical shatter- patterns and shapes on them and stuff like that. Those will dance and move quite pretty good. I've got this, I, you know, I've told you guys about my fur, my furs. I've got a coyote fur, and just looking at that thing is incredible. And the way it feels, too, you can run your hand on it and everything, and it'll feel amazing. So those are some of the other effects I got and everything. And so I think uh, that's the majority of them. It's my best ones, I guess. Yeah, those Aztec ones are really, really incredible, really different. They kind of make you think and wonder. When you guys, uh, when I get to the next trip, you guys will, you guys will think even more about those. I don't know if it's culturally because I am, like, I'm basically 20% uh, uh, Aztec. Yeah, I don't know. That's the best way to say it. That tribe on my mom's side, the where I got the 20% from, 
they were a part of the Aztec Empire before the Aztec Empire fell. Then once it fell, they separated off and they traveled north. And so I'm 20% that. So I don't know if I get a lot of the stuff from that or... But then I got I get a lot of Western stuff too, and well, and then also obviously we saw an Asian um, entity on this last trip here. So you know, where am I getting these things from? You know, who knows? But anyways, I see lots of Western Christian symboli- symbolism and stuff, and obviously I'm telling you guys I'm talking to God and whatnot. So anyways, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, or, or thanks for listening. If you guys are watching on YouTube, thanks for watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, damn, I'm like really, really loving the podcast. I mean, I'm getting oh god, a decent amount of views every day now. So the podcast is definitely blowing up and going higher and everything like that. I'm surprised at how many people listen from all over the world. I mean, we got just man dozens and dozens of countries are listening and so I, I really like that I really appreciate that all um, from all of y'all and so it's really cool um, I'm really happy right now like I said this is a second to last one I guess a podcast of season one and then from there we're gonna do I got the girlfriend already agreeing to we're gonna be doing a like an interview with her basically to try to see what she feels and thinks about them and thinks about the podcast and everything from there and then hopefully in the future I'll be able to get some more interviews with other people hopefully we can talk to some other people get their ideas on what it is I'd also like to uh, obviously I'll keep giving you guys trip reports every time I have them so anyways last podcast or the next podcast will be basically the last podcast of season one. So thank you all for everybody that's like stuck around continuing to listen. So good night.